Hey there listeners, welcome to Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who aren't quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Ashvin, I'm on the phone with Brian, and today we're going to be talking about the 2010 Norwegian horror film Troll Hunter, written and directed by Andre Overdahl and starring Otto Jesperson, Hans Morten Hansen, and Thomas Alf Larsen. In this film, a group of student filmmakers follow a professional troll hunter who is hunting down some pretty lethal trolls that are threatening uh, various populations in Norway. Uh, as usual, Brian and I are going to have a spoiler-free discussion up front. We'll hit uh, some of the background of the film, and then we'll take a quick musical break and dive into the review of the plot and uh, some spoilers and our uh, takeaways. Um, Brian, this is a film I imagine you'd seen before. I have seen it before. You had seen it too, right? No, no. Oh, no, you hadn't. Yeah, first time for me. You named it as one of your big holes in our uh, three-year anniversary opening scenes episode. Yeah, I feel like the the name was like popping up often. I, I think, you know, we recently watched uh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe, so I, I think it popped up there. And then on Discord, I feel like some people were talking about it. Gotcha. I wouldn't consider this movie a big enough deal to be a, a hole, but... yeah. But yeah, it is. It's got a following for sure. Yeah, so you'd put it more like the indie sleeper category. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and okay. it's a foreign film, so. Yeah, right, right. It's a, I'm sure it's a very big deal in Norway. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it did, it did clean up on some awards. I think I was uh, assumed that when people were talking about Troll Hunter, they were talking about that uh, really cheesy B horror film, Trolls or whatever, a Troll. Yeah, Troll Two. Oh, was there not a part one? <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, there was, but it was, I think it was just like an average movie and then Troll 2 was like that really bad. I oh. can't remember the, the whole origin. We should probably cover that at some point. Yeah. But that, that Troll 2 was like epically bad. Yeah. Like lovably bad. Yeah. 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 I think, I, I think <laughs> I saw a that great one. scene where there's just like a troll standing in the background who doesn't realize he's in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> There's, a, there's a lot of great stuff about that movie. Have you seen it? I think I have, yeah. I think I watched it with Joseph a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. That's who I watched it with, too. Sure. Uh, so this, this one's obviously very different uh, in nature and tone. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where, uh, where where did you see this? Did you rent it back in 2010 or something? Um, I think it was streaming somewhere in, back in the day. But okay. yeah, I think I watched it not too far from 2010. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, and I think it's it's streaming right now on Prime. Is that where you caught it? Yeah, it's on Prime. Yeah, that was a nice uh, surprise. Um, Genre-wise, uh, found footage, obviously. Would you consider this like a monster film? Yeah, it's a monster movie for sure. Okay. And uh, I saw Dark Fantasy attached, which I, I could kind of see, because, I, I mean, th- this is horror, though, right? Yeah, I think, yes, it's horror and uh, Dark Fantasy for sure, because that... You have this like magical world with its own rules, kind of. So right. for sure, and whenever things are kind of a take on a dark fairy tale or folklore, they often get that dark fantasy tag. So oh, sure, sure. Trolls yeah. are big in Norway, a big part of Norwegian culture. I know. I, I never knew that. And like a lot of the stories that we've grown up with uh, around trolls, like the three goats or whatever, the Billy Gruff. Uh, what was that uh, fairy tale? The- I don't know if I remember that one. Oh, you didn't grow up like hearing that story about like the three goats and uh, a troll under the bridge, that kind of thing? Yeah, okay. And is that the riddles? Uh, I thought it was like the three billy goats gruff or something. Okay. 
I don't know. The do, troll do, doesn't make people answer riddles. Oh, huh. <laughs> well, we have no idea what, the, yeah. what we're talking about. May, maybe. I wonder what kind of riddles those were, though. That would have been pretty good. Uh, but yeah, yeah. W- w- what's your familiarity with trolls like growing up? Like, have they ever? I like. I don't even know if this counts as like a genre because there, there aren't like that many films on trolls, right? No, not really. I mean, I just think of them as like creatures that live under bridges and make you answer like riddles to pass the bridge, or oh. the fluffy-haired dolls, or trolls from like <laughs> that Disney movie, Lord of the Rings, oh. or. D&D, like Middle Ages, or medieval fantasy type stuff. Right, right. Yeah. But, yeah, in Norway, there people believe there's, like, two species, woodland and mountain trolls. Yeah. They've got tails, sometimes have multiple heads, can right. smell a Christian man's blood, turn to stone when exposed to sunlight. I know. There were, like, some rules that, like, I'd never heard of, but uh, yeah. it seems like they're popular knowledge out there in Norway. It's a little bit of a gremlins type situation. Yeah, <laughs> they're the gremlins of Norway. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, did did you ever see the Disney movie Trolls? No, I didn't. Did you? No, no. But it sounds okay. Uh, you had the troll growing up though, with the hair that slicks back. It sounds okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we got those for selling a certain amount of magazines or something. Yeah, I always thought they'd be worth a lot of money someday, but I'm, I'm not sure if that ever panned out. Did it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, trolls are very interesting. And then, yeah, you mentioned like uh, it kind of ties to folklore in Norway. So would you put this in like folk horror? Um, no, I mean, folk horror isn't about folk tales. It's kind of like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Pastoral settings, um, very rural, stuff like that. This was a lot of like, uh, like there was a lot of greenery and it was pretty rural. So I, I, I mean, I don't understand how you're going to say this isn't folk horror. <laughs> well, folk horror also like comes with, it's oftentimes a period piece. Mm. Okay. Um, so I'm trying a- to remember what the other hallmarks of folk horror are. It's been so long since I've, God, you always come up with some sort of question that just <laughs> <laughs> whaps me on the side of the head that I did not expect. Well, like, like what are, what are like folk horror movies? Like Airman Terry was one, right? Um, no. Ah, oh, come no. on. <laughs> That's <laughs> like a you could probably call that a dark fantasy. All right. uh, folk horror was like Midsommar, uh but that that was like a modern Wicker film. Wicker Man, Witchfinder General, Blood on Satan's Claw, The Ritual, yeah, The Apostle. But but uh, The Ritual and Midsommar are like pretty modern times, so I, I don't know if you can apply that period piece to it. Well, they deal with cultures that are kind of stuck in the past and living very close to the land and uh, kind of living like they were alive centuries ago. Mm, okay. So the witch. Got it. So it's more about like a society uh, and like what they practice, that type of thing. Yeah, and a lot of them have themes of like paganism and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. All right. So the, yeah, I guess we'll just stick with monster film, troll film, found footage, uh, fantasy, anything else? Uh, no. Mockumentary maybe, but that oh, about yeah. sums it up. Oh, uh, on, on the subject of troll films, uh, when I was looking up this list, there's this film that came out maybe like a year or two ago called Border. Have you heard of it? It's a Swedish film. No, Border? Yeah, it's, it's like a drama, but it's supposed to be really good. And uh, I haven't seen it, but I guess um, that one of the main characters maybe has like troll-like qualities or something. But um, I, yeah, I wasn't sure if you'd seen that one. It's on my list uh, to see. So All right, maybe... troll-like qualities. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's just I, like a main character with pink spiked up hair. Yeah, exactly. I think he walks the, around naked. Are you talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Bebop or something? Was he? <laughs> uh, he wasn't a troll, was he? No, no, but he did have that hair. Yeah, yeah, he had the hair. Uh, I don't know. It's also kind of a derogatory term, right, to call someone a troll. Yeah, I guess is a applied to internet culture. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, well, cool. The the cast here, I hadn't heard of any of them, but apparently they're all like these low key comedians in Norway. Did you? Yeah, like relatives, uh, relative unknowns, and comedians. Otto Jesperson, I think, the guy who played the troll hunter, is a well known Norwegian comedian. Apparently. Hmm. Yeah. Had you seen him before, or any of the other cast? No, I didn't recognize anybody. Okay. Yeah, me neither. Um, do you think that this film does have like a comedic undertone to it? Yeah, for sure. Oh, you know, I, t- I totally missed that. I, I was always really surprised when I saw that these guys were all comedians. Um, I, I mean, I feel like troll farts in it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think, I don't know. I, I wonder if like when these things are uh, subtitled and it's like in a different language, if you miss out on like a lot of the humor, but you definitely got some. Yeah, I got some, but I think you have a good point. That that could be part of it. I don't think it's entirely humorous. Um, I think it's just got some comedic elements to it. Sure, some dark comedy going on there. Yeah, it's not a com. I wouldn't call it a comedy. Okay. Um, and then uh, success-wise, um, I think this film. Uh, I don't know. It, it didn't. It doesn't seem like it did very well. It was like a budget of three point five million and made four point one million in the box office. So. I think by your accounting standards, you would call that a loss. Yeah, I'm sure it probably did pretty well in the back end on DVD sales and streaming and stuff like that. But yeah, a box office failure, I would consider that. Yeah. And it's uh, got good r- ratings, right? Yeah, yeah. It was got like an 80-some percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, 82 on Rotten Tomatoes for critics and 72 for users. And it got yeah. the Best International Film at the Saturn Awards and Best Foreign Language Film at the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, and th- this director, uh, I mean, I feel like he's uh, doing bigger and bigger things since this uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe. I think he did a horror film that came out like in 2020 too, right? He did Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark oh, in right. 2019. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. And he'll hopefully direct the sequel to that, and he's also set to adapt a Stephen King novel called The Long Walk. Wow, cool. Yeah. And then set to direct another one that's an upcoming Dracula film based on a single chapter of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Bram okay. Stoker's. Wow. Good for him. It's doing pretty yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. He really uh, kept moving up. Yeah, yeah. I know. He's on, on, the, on the projection. Um, yeah, and it's, as you said, this, this film won a bunch of awards. And then there was even talk about a, a Hollywood remake, I think, uh, coming, but it doesn't sound like anything's happened there unless you saw something. I think the kibosh got put on that in like back in 2016. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, Chris Columbus had acquired the rights through his company, 1492 Pictures, and mm. Neil Marshall, who did The Descent and Dog Soldiers, was set to direct the remake. But yeah, I don't think it's happening. Okay, Chris Columbus, the Gremlins guy, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's kind of cool. Uh, like, yeah, tying trolls uh, to Gremlins. Uh, yeah, sessions. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what other any, any other background you got on this? Um, wow, that's about all the background I have on this. Um, can I read more? Oh, you know what? 
before we go to the Ohio connection, I have a correction from the Conjuring 3 episode. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe a couple. Right. Just because I'm sure we frustrated some people. Yeah. There was a part where you were like, what's the deal with the priest standing outside the house at the beginning in that random scene? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've got only a vague recollection of that. But it was a very deliberate nod to a shot from The Exorcist. Okay, that's fair. I'm claiming that that was probably the moment I got blinded by a teenage girl walking in with her cell phone flashlight on. Oh, man. Uh, we also said we didn't love it the way the kid looked doing his all bendy and snappy thing and said it was better in anything for Jackson because it was performed by an actual contortionist. Right. This scene apparently was performed by a contortionist uh, or a gymnast or something, and the boy's face was CGI'd onto oh, that body. Cool. So it's still kind of wonky looking. I'll, yeah. I'll give us that. All right. But uh, Good Whitney save. and uh, Wolf Cola sales rep from our Discord server pointed those things out to us. So yeah, thanks, thanks for keeping us honest, guys. Yeah, yeah, no, good good call-outs. That makes a lot of sense. I'm sure nobody will have any sort of corrections from our fumblings over discussions of trolls and folk horror that just happened. <laughs> Maybe. Everything oh. was airtight there. All our Norwegian fans are going to come out of the woodwork and <laughs> correct us on our troll knowledge. I bet we've got at least one. If we do, uh, let us know. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear like uh, from an actual uh, Norwegian yeah, the connection. Because I just feel like trolls are probably a much bigger part of their culture there. Um, do you, you don't suppose trolls are real, do you? I don't suppose, but what do you think? I think they're based on something, man. Like every time there are these like uh, creatures and stuff uh, or fairy tales, I, there's always some kind of truth behind it. So sometime, a long time ago, there was some type of creature that might have uh, given inspiration to the idea of a troll and maybe lived under a bridge and asked riddles. Are you, are you willing to buy that? Uh, sure. Or maybe some like... Somebody put some things down when they were outside and they couldn't find them and they attributed it to some sort of mischievous creature and that had mm. something to do with it as well. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Or some trees got knocked down and no one could explain why. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, it could be some environmental phenomenons too. Sure, sure. All right. Speculation exists. Uh, you gotta <laughs> so know how you're con- saying there's a chance. Yeah, exactly. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I do have an Ohio connection. Our Ohio connection, as always, comes from our friend Alex, who owns the Jukebox Bar in Cleveland, Ohio. If you're a listener in the area, go check out Jukebox. They've got great food, great drinks, and a great patio. Uh, or you can get their food on Uber Eats. And Alex says. Troll Hunter is a found footage mockumentary film which follows a crew of documentarians as they seek to find answers about a suspected bear poacher. The film is set in Norway and plays up Norwegian folklore about the existence of trolls. The film ends with a news clip of the Norwegian Prime Minister Jens Stoltenberg appearing to admit to the existence of trolls, though the press fails to take notice. After two stints as Prime Minister, Stoltenberg has served as General Secretary of NATO since 2014. The U.S. Deputy Director to Stoltenberg from 2016 to 2019 was held by Rose Gottelmoller, an American diplomat born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. Wow. Wow. Whew. <laughs> Poor Alex. I know. Got into some, that like, international... could have been easy. <laughs> <laughs> Looking into, like, international politicians now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and a Norwegian found footage film is not an easy task to connect to Ohio, so thanks, Alex. Yeah, thanks. I really feel bad for that guy sometimes, like some of the, the homework we make him do. To, yeah, to he does it with a smile on his face. Yeah, yeah, I hope, hope, hope he's getting something out of this. We still need one person. If you're out there, 
go to Jukebox and tell Alex that we sent you. Yeah, I know. It'll make it all worthwhile. (laughs) (laughs) Then he'll stop. Yeah, yeah, they're like, mission accomplished. I'm out of here. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yeah, <laughs> you've been making me do this for like a year and a half. <laughs> uh, all right, cool, man. Uh, well, yeah, you ready to talk about the plot, uh, hit some spoilers, and get into our review? Let's do it. All right, cool. Uh, hey, before we do that, though, I'm getting the place painted, and uh, I just had some people stop by. I'm going to go talk to them really quick. You mind if we pick up uh, in five minutes? Yeah, sure. Cool. All right, I'll be right back. Okay. Hey, Brian, I'm back. How'd everything go? Uh, good, good. You know, these painters came in, uh, pretty nice guys and everything, but uh, when they went to open their truck, instead of a bunch of paint, they had uh, just a collection of dead Russian bears in there. But they uh, tried to convince me that they, uh, the Russian bears are the good kind of bears to have. But I'm still wondering <laughs> who's going to paint the place. <laughs> now you've just got all these dead bears lying around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not sure if that's going to work out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think that, that was one of the more humorous parts I caught in this film, but, uh, I, I liked the, the play on, on like these Polish painters. Did, did you like that? Yeah, that was, and I think there was some like, um, commentary on Norwegian politics and stuff like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Local, local cultural matters. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, uh, so we'll get into the plot here. So this movie starts uh, with some text about uh, how, you know, similar to like other found footage films, about how this these films have been discovered, uh, and uh, the, these uh, some agency has like looked through the footage to kind of see if there's any forgery and they can't find any traces of it. So just setting up that intrigue that like this this footage was found and uh, we we think it might be real. Um, pretty pretty standard found footage beginning stuff, right? Yeah, typical. Yeah, very typical. Um, so then we're introduced to uh, this group of college students who are shooting this film about uh, this mysterious bear uh, hunter. Uh, there have been all these bear killings happening, and people think it's this one unlicensed dude named Hans who's going around uh, just killing these bears. So they try to confront and talk to him, but he refuses uh, to talk to them or, or to be on camera. Uh, what do you think of Hans and this whole setup? I think Hans is an intriguing character. He is. Uh, he's he's you like don't a, know a whole lot about him, but he's like kind of weirdly charismatic and um, intriguing in his strong silence. Yeah, yeah, right. Like a really uh, solo type guy uh, on his own, but he's also you know he's got this group of kids kind of pestering him to be on film and stuff. And I thought he'd be like a lot ruder, but he was actually like pretty nice and just like wouldn't like talk to them. Yeah, yeah, politely rude. Yeah, politely rude, exactly. Feels like a very Norwegian way to be. Yeah, I know. <laughs> really made me jealous of that kind of rudeness. Um, do you uh, did you like the the this whole like kind of setup around like the idea of like the bear killings and uh, the introduction to this film crew? I think it's a good way to ramp up into a movie about trolls, like sure. something as audacious as that. Yeah, uh, it starts yeah. out from a very logical standpoint, and then you know the characters stumble upon something they that was the last thing they ever expected. Yeah, exactly. It is a good setup. So they secretly follow Hans into the woods one night. He doesn't know they're following him, 
and they see him running away from some kind of huge creature that's coming through the woods. They try to run. They hear him yell the word troll. Uh, they get out of there, but one of them kind of gets, uh, I couldn't tell, like scraped or something. Is that what happened? Yeah, maybe scratched, clawed, something like that. Yeah, or so bit. some guy, maybe a bit. But yeah, he, he comes out with like some kind of wound on his back. Right. Um, so Hans, uh, helps them escape because something has destroyed their car. And so, you know, it's clear now that it isn't bears he's hunting. So Hans confides in them that he's not hunting bears, but he's actually a troll hunter and he works for this government agency called the Troll Secret, sorry, the Troll Security Services, the TSS. I I guess this is kind of funny, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's, in its essential nature, it is funny. Yeah, I think now that we're talking about it, I see the nonsense in it. Um, he t- uh, Hans tells these kids that the trolls have been acting erratic lately and coming into places that they're not supposed to be, and he's trying to get a blood sample to try to figure out what's going on. Uh, they're skeptical about this, uh, so he takes them on this expedition. They have to like cover themselves in, uh, I think, like troll urine or something, or this, just all this like gross-smelling stuff. And they go into the woods, and what they see is this three-headed troll uh, that comes out and Hans uh, uses this UV light because apparently that can kill a troll. Uh, but it turns the troll into a stone and uh, they're able to kill it. What did you think of this first uh, troll scene? Uh, I thought it was cool. It was fun. Although the first time you really see a troll, I think it's through night vision. Yeah, yeah, the green I, light. Yeah, I didn't think it looked that great here. Mm-hmm. Um I think they rectify that later, but what did you think of the visual appearance? Um, you know, I, I like the, the nighttime uh, view. I feel like that's used often in found footage films. Uh, and so I liked it. When you say it didn't look good, are you talking about the fact that the troll has like a really goofy appearance? <laughs> Maybe it's just that was part of it, getting used to the fact that the trolls are a bit goofy in their appearance. Yeah. But I, in my mind, this is the worst a troll looks in the whole movie, but it might just be that initial shock of sure. the fact that they don't really look that scary. Yeah, I think this is like the least scary one of the whole film. Yeah. But uh, it, it, that's a really good point, though, because I, I, th- I think throughout the film, uh, trolls look kind of goofy, and I'm curious to hear what you think it does to the, the level of horror in this. But um, Yeah, I mean, earlier when you asked if it was a horror film, I do think it is. I don't think it's a scary movie. Sure, sure. It's like a, a monster movie where the monsters aren't like terribly scary looking. Right. I don't think it was intended to be. Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. And probably more leaning into the comedy side of it then. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's almost just like kind of an adventure movie too. A, yeah, fantasy adventure. Sure. Yeah. Um. So the next day, this group of Polish painters show up with a red van. Uh, and they're kind of like the cleanup crew, and they bring this dead bear so that people will think that there wasn't a troll there because, you know, that's what the government's trying to hide. Um, and the TSS also shows up. There's this one dude uh, who's, like, very angry that these filmmakers are following Hans around. Uh, hey, what did you think of how quickly Hans uh, adhered, or like uh, gave in to these filmmakers and was like, yeah, fine, you can follow me. I'm, I'm sick of, you know, trying to keep this all secret. Was that believable to you? It was pretty surprising, but then it, it makes a bit more sense later as you see how jaded Hans is with yeah. his role um, sure. and how like stupid and bureaucratic the TSS is and um, how kind of stupid they are and it's not very official. Like, you think they would snuff out these 
documentarians right away like and put the kibosh on this but they just don't really have the resources or organization to do but that much and they kind of rely on hans for everything yeah <laughs> so he's just like a disgruntled government employee who just like stopped giving a shit about this yeah yeah which makes it a li- little bit more funny yeah yeah but they, and then he just like turns into like an open book and it's just like he's giving them like everything they need to know and like pointing them to like all the resources and like uh, books and artifacts that he has Right, he's educating them about it, which is pretty interesting. I liked hearing some of the science behind it, too. Like, they they backed into some scientific reasons on why trolls might have three heads, or why some <laughs> turn to stone, and why some blow up when they get exposed to sunlight. It was yeah, cool. yeah, you really... <laughs> this movie, like, probably kind of feels like a science uh, explanation of, uh, of trolls, and yeah, they're, they're mating uh, patterns, uh, different types of trolls... Uh, yeah, it just got, it got pretty biological at certain points. Yeah. Yeah. Like the three heads are actually just one head and the other two are gross <laughs> to impress a mate and right. intimidate males. And right. some of them blow up because they, they're, I can't remember why their cells don't know how to handle the excess vitamin D and everything oh, yeah. expands too quickly or something. Right. Like their veins are like too tight and they, yeah, they, they blow up when you, they're exposed to that or something. Right. But then like the really old ones everything just calcifies and turns to stone like they process vitamin d differently and turn it into calcium i can't remember the explanation but it was like oh intriguing (laughs) yeah it's like i don't know i feel like they went back looked at all like these uh tropes that they had about trolls through the fairy tales and like figured out ways to like explain them and and yeah that was pretty i appreciated that yeah yeah it was a good effort um but i'll I'll come back to the the science lesson in, in all of it um okay so uh, they follow Hans to another uh, kill, and I, I think each each of these uh, troll adventures is getting a little scarier. So this one, you have that the, they put three goats on this bridge to lure the troll out. Uh, the troll comes out, and uh, Hans like is wearing armor, and he goes up to it and to to draw some blood. I actually thought he got killed in this scene, but did did you get that impression at all? He got some pretty rough treatment. Yeah, it I looked thought that, like he wasn't going to make it. Yeah, I thought the troll bit off his head or something. But, well, he had all that armor on, so... Okay, so I guess he can't get through that. Okay, yeah, so th- there was that scene. Uh, and then they get this blood sample, they give it to a lab, but it's going to take a few days to come back. So they go, uh, they find uh, an empty mine where there's been some troll activity around there. And they figure that the trolls have been staying in this mine, so they're exploring it. But before they leave, a group of troll comes back, so these guys have to hide out in this small cave inside uh, of this mine uh one of the kamikuru though starts freaking out because he's christian and one of the things we're told earlier on is uh trolls can i guess like sniff out christians and uh eat them is that is that a thing you're, you're familiar with um uh, i've heard like i feel like i smell the blood of an english man is something i've heard before so i could see how that was just an adaptation of i smell the blood of a christian man or whatever mm. yeah okay See for like an iteration of that. Yeah. Okay. I think it's actually, I've heard that in a Man Man song. You ever hear that band? Man Man? Yeah. No. Are they good? Uh, it was a, just, just one song I had heard. Anyway, continue. Okay. All right. So uh, they make a run for it to escape these caves and it, it wakes up all these trolls. And while they're in the cave, they, I think that's where the troll yeah, farts and it smells terribly too. I should mention that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they make a run for it, but the camera guy gets uh, killed. So we finally have kind of like our first uh, monster kill or something, which all you see is really the camera drop and then everyone pretty 
broken ab- about it afterwards. Um, did, 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 did this hit you hard at all? No, because that was the only time you saw him, like right before he died. Yeah. So you don't see the guy behind the camera until an hour in. You never really even hear him talk. He's just the reason the camera is moving, and then he dies, and people mourn him briefly. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a weakness of the film. It was just yeah, someone had to die. I don't know why they didn't create some sort of a character arc for any of the documentarians, but they didn't have anything close to that. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. It made it hard to sympathize with them then. Uh, yeah, I, I felt the same way. When, when I saw that guy, I, I didn't even realize he'd been uh, there this whole time. Right, yeah. Who's that dude? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess he's dead now, so I guess that's okay. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, finally, they set out to find, I think, a Jotnar, which, uh, in, in, in according to the folklore, is the biggest type of troll. So, uh, they wander out to this area where they think it is... Um, and while they're coming up on it, they hear it roaring and coming for them. They find out that the blood sample came back and was positive for rabies. So this explains the odd behavior that some of these trolls have been exhibiting and also implies that the one filmmaker that got uh, injured towards the beginning probably has rabies this whole time. So this kind of adds to the level of panic and stress as they're facing off with this last troll. Um, Hans, you know, as usual, st- staying pretty calm and cool and collected, uh, is able to stun and, and kill it and draws it out with like some Christian music, which is really funny. But then uh, as soon as he's able to kill it with the UV light, the TSS shows up and chases the film crew uh, to confiscate the all the filming that they've been doing because they want to hide it. And the film cuts just as the crew stumbles onto the highway and a, and a truck is coming. Um, so uh, what did you think of this like wrap-up and in, in final climax? Um, I actually kind of like that. It was kind of in fitting with other found footage where the camera goes blank and you know things didn't end well and then there's text on the screen that says the teenagers vanished without a trace or something like that. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fun. I thought the rabid Jotun or Jutnar or whatever they were called, uh, was a cool way to end things. It was kind of the, you know, things appropriately escalated. That was the biggest foe they had encountered so far. Yeah. Um... So I liked it, but what did you think? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I liked the, the the big troll and everything. Like uh, the the Jotnar was cool. Um, I did think like the added pressure of the rabies thing and like them panicking that like we've got to get to hospital in the middle of like this battle with the troll uh, felt kind of untimely. Like maybe wait a half hour until we kill this and then talk about getting to the hospital. So it, it just felt like an artificial sense of urgency because uh, this guy's had rabies now for like I don't know a week or two at least. So, like, what's another, like, 30 minutes, of, especially, like, while you're being attacked by a troll? Um, so that, that that felt a little bit clunky to me that uh, they, they try to layer that on top. Uh, and then, like, the whole thing with the TSS kind of showing up at the end. It's just, like, you had these other variables that I think were pulling away from maybe what could have been the focus is, like, battling this final, like, huge troll. Uh, did, did you feel like it distracted or pulled away from it at all? I didn't think it distracted from it or... or pulled away from it i actually thought they could have been woven together better as um more effective ways to escalate the tension and complicate things because i had the same note i was like thomas has rabies but what does it matter like yeah it it never really mattered that he was sick it never really matters that that's the reason they discover why the trolls have been acting different lately oh sure 
what who cares it, it was just uh such a missed opportunity there it kind of frustrated me yeah 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 i, I feel like they were trying to throw these three things and it was hard to like kind of care about uh some of those things outside of like the troll that was like trying to kill them obviously yeah, but, yeah. i mean it, thomas was r- very rarely in like dire straits health wise right there was maybe a scene yeah. where he kind of was but then he seemed to get better right right um so there didn't seem to, I think you said it best. Maybe like a false sense of urgency. Sure, sure. And even like the TSS, like I know uh, that one guy is like, is, is taunting these filmmakers the whole film and saying, uh, you can't be filming this. We're going to come and get your film. But the threat never feels like, like he's, there's never like any force behind it. And it's just kind of like this ongoing thing. So then at the end of, for them to like come in and suddenly like there's this big panic, like, oh shit, the TSS is here. Like, uh, did you take those guys seriously at all? And like, were they actually like a scary force that were coming for the film crew? No, that's a good point. They had made too much of a point of like making them look pretty blundering and insignificant to make them a severe threat. They should have done a better job of creating a hint of menace there despite their incompetence. Yeah. Like part of me feels like these kids are like somewhere like in a tickle factory or something or just, uh, you know, the, being held uh, in, in like some kind of fairy tale somewhere. Uh, like, it, I mean, I, I think the film wants you to think like maybe they were killed or like, wh- what do you think? Like, wh- what do you speculate happened to these kids based on what you saw? A tickle factory? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a, a made up thing you might have as, as a torture device in Norway. You don't, you don't think so? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Um, uh, just, just I, yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know if like they got hit by a vehicle or if the TSS like killed them because that seems surprising because the TSS knew they were there all along and didn't really take any action. Yeah. Um. So I guess that kind of pulls the rug out from the the shock of the camera going dark and learning yeah. that they were never discovered again. Because yeah, what what really did happen? And it's not like a fun. Blair Witch, I wonder what the exact thing that happened was, but I yeah. kind of have a feeling. It was like, okay, I guess maybe they got hit by a car or killed by the TSS, but there was no reason to believe they would have done that. Right, there's no reason to believe they would have done that. Yeah, like, I, I don't know if it's uh, maybe everyone just seemed, like, too nice in this film or something, but, uh, yeah, the, the the idea of, like, them, like, getting murdered, like, by a government agency secretly, it's just like, yeah, that threat never seemed like it was, it was really there. Right. Just, sure. Uh, I, I think they've somewhere getting tickled. That's that's my best guess. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, that that's torture. It's rough. Yeah, I guess maybe I don't hope so. That would be pretty awful. Yeah, can you imagine? That's tiring. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So then uh, the movie ends. Uh, as you mentioned, there's some text that like no one ever saw this crew again. If you know their whereabouts, let us know. Pretty pretty standard uh, found footage type thing. But then it, there's this clip of the prime minister. Uh, talking to the news cameras about, I assume, something else and accidentally letting it slip that uh, he, he's aware of like the presence of trolls in the country. But I, I don't think anyone in the, on the news uh, kind of picked up on it or something. So, uh, yeah, just kind of highlighting that, um, yeah, there's some kind of conspiracy by this government to hold it back, but they're not very good at doing it, just like any other government agency, I guess. Um, what did you think of the film? I liked it despite some of its flaws i felt like its biggest strength was the acting of otto jesperson as hans the hunter Mm -hmm. i thought he was a really magnetic character and he was engaging whenever he was on screen uh 
it was interesting to just watch his competency and what he was doing and have him explain the folklore and the science behind some of this. Mm-hmm. And I thought the action scenes were kind of like well planned out and executed and pretty engaging. And I think the trolls in most of the scenes looked really good. I thought the troll on the bridge looked great. Um, so I thought it was very visually pleasing between the Norwegian landscape and the trolls. Yeah. I think plot-wise, the bones of the plot were good, but I just don't know why these like mockumentary found footage movies can't create characters. Like, do they refuse to do so or think they don't have to do so? I don't get it. Like, mm-hmm. why not have a romance story among the documentarians or something or some sort of backstory? Like, right. It worked well having Hans there because so many times in a movie like, um, oh, I just totally forgot the name of the movie where they're as above, so below. Like, everyone's part of the documentary crew and the camera's like bouncing back and forth between all of them. So there's no clear main character and you can't really follow anybody, but having the camera on Hans the majority of the time worked out well. Cause he's like your main character. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't really have that much background info on him. He doesn't have an arc either. Um, so I think it's just entertaining and not much more than that to me when it's not an action scene. I'm not always that engaged. Sure. Um, sure. What did you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree about, uh, when it's not the action scene, it's not engaged. I feel like a lot of this film, you're in a car driving around seeing like sites uh, of the, of the countryside, you know, the mountains and stuff, which the landscape obviously in the cinematography is like beautiful, but it's like, do you want to, you know, sit in a car for like a, a half hour while you're watching a movie or something? So, uh, yeah, the, I, th- I think the, the highlights were the action parts. I agree with you that Hans is like the most intriguing ca- character and gets the most screen time. Uh, I wonder, though, if they had given more screen time or developed a story between the filmmakers, if that would have pulled time away from Hans and maybe diluted uh, the level of interest and in, in mystery that surrounds him and in, in his uh, uh, whole personality. Do you, do you think they I could think have done I think you still both? could have done that, replaced some of the, like, car driving footage with footage of the documentarians and you could have had both. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think two areas where they, where they might have wasted time is, yeah, you're at the, the car and the driving around going place to place. The second was, and, and I think we noticed this a bit in the autopsy of Jane Doe, but do you feel like there was maybe, uh, what do you call it, like explanation fatigue or just over explanation or too much, uh, what, what do you, what's that term again? Exhibition. Is it, was that the t- Exhibition? Yeah, I mean, exhibition is when the characters are doing something or saying something almost specifically so the viewer can understand it. Yeah, which this film was like a lot of that, right? Like it was a lot of Hans just talking about like all his knowledge about trolls and how they behave in their environments. Uh, did that did that bother you at all? Um, no, it didn't, but that's a really good point. And I mean, he is telling it to people who don't know anything about trolls and we're learning about some imaginary creature. Yeah. Um, I could see how it maybe would have been less interesting to Norwegians, but also like cooler for Norwegians because they finally got this cool troll movie. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I hear what you're saying, man. I, I think it is a lot of exhibition and some action and very little plot, very little character development. Um, right. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And they I mean, also, I- they go to some places that are just kind of like wastes of, um, 
screen time and don't create any added drama. It's just like more competency and logic about what Hans is doing. Like with the whole power right. lines thing, we right. learn that some of the power lines in the mountains are actually electrified fences mm-hmm. to keep trolls in their territory, which I think that was a bit of a commentary because apparently power lines across the landscape seems to be something that's commonly hemmed and hawed about in Norway. Yeah. So I guess that was a nod to their culture, but it also just seemed like, why are we doing this in an hour and 50 minute long movie that's short on substance? Right, right. Yeah, I would have liked to see that time used more to like draw out the uh, troll attacks or something or like, yeah, build some more suspense. But yeah, yeah, I think we got like a lot of information that, yeah, maybe like 20% of it was needed. I also think in a good monster film, you never want to over explain the monster. Like some of the scariness of it is like the unknowing of like why it behaves this way or what it's doing here. Uh, or like, yeah, what's driving it. But I think in this film, they went out of their way to over-explain them. And then to some degree, Hans even kind of sympathizes with them towards the end, like telling that story about how he had to kill a number of them. Uh, like there was like a massacre and then he didn't like feel great about it because some of them were pregnant or children and that kind of thing. So I, it was just a very different approach for like a monster film. Yeah, it really was. And I did appreciate that part because it was a little bit of character building for Hans. But I I see what you're saying. We we know too much about the monster. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, and there are no real surprises. The big surprise is that they have rabies. Like, (laughs) so what? It doesn't matter that much to the viewer or any of the characters except Thomas, who's about to die anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not like we can compare these trolls to trolls without rabies. Because, like, as a viewer, you don't know the difference, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just a troll's a troll in this one. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that, that, that made it difficult. And I, I agree with you. Like, uh, it would have been nice to know a little bit more about the film crew, who they were. I, you know, I, I don't know their names. And, yeah, that one guy who died, we didn't really see him. And they brought in a new filmmaker or a new uh, camera person at the end. And I think there's a kind of a cool conversation about religion because we know trolls want to, um, or trolls like, you know, hunts Christians, but she was a Muslim and like no one kind of knew what that meant. So I, right. I thought that was kind of a cool, like a new interesting thing, but they didn't really go anywhere with that, did they? No, they certainly didn't. They kind of like foreshadowed that, but nothing came of it. Yeah. yeah it's not right. a very good screenplay. It's a well-directed film, I think. Um, and it's incredible how much they did on such a small budget. What, $3.5 million? Yeah. I thought the trolls looked great for $3.5 million, but mm-hmm. yeah, the screenplay, not a strength. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Kind of on the weaker side. Uh, yeah, uh, trolls looked great. I also thought they did a really good job on the sound effects. I thought that's like kind of what made the, you know, you've got this found footage film, you're seeing these trolls like in kind of blurry uh, blurry footage or like nighttime footage, but then uh, the sound uh, that these trolls make, like the the growling, the thumping, and that kind of stuff, I thought that like made them feel really real. Did that jump out to you at all? Um, yeah, I think it did without me really knowing it. I think that was a. I think it made it more immersive. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it played a big role there. Um, like at the end when it's coming, like you hear it roaring in the distance, and it just like the way it takes up like the the sound space. I think it, it is used really well. Right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anything? but like in oh. talking about the movie, I'm realizing like I had a number written down and I'm like, I can't really name that many things I liked about it. It didn't have a lot of substance. <laughs> it's kind of just like there. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm it, tempted it, to call it a popcorn movie again. Interesting. Cause 
you know the the pop it's a monster film they like three or four monster attacks so you would think this would fall into a popcorn film but i think how slow it is between the attacks you know honestly it took me like two or three times of watching this to actually finish it uh just because like it got so slow and like so many like kind of road trips in the middle um did, did you have that issue or were you able to kind of sit down and watch it the full, full way through I have a note right here that says, maybe I'm just tired, but an hour and 19 minutes into this and I'm ready to be done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think pacing wise, uh, it's hard to like call this a popcorn film because it definitely like takes its time. Yeah, I think that's, I was just really tired too, but I think at that point of the movie, there is like an extra long lull. There's always a lull between attacks, but sure. yeah, pacing wasn't great. Yeah, pacing wasn't great, and and I think uh, when you, you see this footage of people driving through the countryside, like it reminds me of being in a car, and that makes me like very sleepy of like looking out the window and just watching mountains go by. So I, I feel like I wasn't tired, but then I got very tired watching this at certain points. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Uh, any anything else you want to call it on it? I don't think so, man. That's that's everything I really have to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, how many uh, troll farts would you give this? <laughs> great scale I had a 3.5 troll farts written down ah that's pretty generous I know I'm like I'm saying I can easily think of more negatives about it than positives so maybe a 3 is the answer but I'll stick with my 3.5 sure I think the charisma of the hunter and the actor who plays him goes a long way for me yeah yeah Hans is great uh, yeah I, I, I could watch that guy for a while they, they, they really made his character like pretty interesting and cool yeah uh, but I, I'm pretty close. I, I had three troll farts. You know, I also think it was a very kind of original approach to telling a story about, yeah, you know, taking this like old concept that's been around and kind of putting a story and an explanation behind it. So I, I thought that's kind of worthy of uh, a lot of praise. Right. And the avenue of like following someone who's been like working in the shadows to keep everyone safe from trolls. It's a really cool premise. Yeah. Yeah. That's and a cool concept. I think the reason he's intriguing the writing for like his dialogue was decent, but I think his performance is like the highlight of the movie for me. Oh, I think sure. it saved the movie from being kind of dull. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, he really works. Did you? What one issue I maybe had with his uh, performance? Uh, and you know, actually, this isn't his performance, but just the genre of this film. Uh, he is like very calm the whole time. Like you never see him panicked, and that that's why the one time where I thought he got killed, that that's like kind of that really scared me because you have this guy who's like this expert, and you just like really trust that he knows what he's doing. And so if he did like get killed, like that would be awesome. Or if you ever saw him panicked, that would like you know bring it to the next level. But him being so calm the whole film, did that? Uh, what kind of effect did that have on you? Did that take away from like the? scare or like the level of panic or stress i think that it made him all the more intriguing but i think at the end in the climax he should have become more scared yeah good point <laughs> yeah i i thought he was gonna die in that like final face-off but he's just like so calm and he like walks right up to it and shoots it but yeah uh, and you never really know if maybe he did or was disposed of or something but yeah 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 because you think yeah. he would have want, wanted to get the word out as well but right right because he was ready to be done and, and like tell the world about this. Yeah, I, I like that. I feel like that part feels very relatable. Like here's a guy, he's doing like this crazy thing, but he's just like anyone else and how they feel burnt out by a job. Right, right. That was, that was cool. All right, man. Well, anything else? Uh, I think that's it. If you're from Norway, let us know how you and your country folk feel about this movie. Yeah, I would love a, a first-hand look at this. Yeah. You know what it's like. 
uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I think it was, it was probably one of the biggest uh, films out of Norway, at least that year, right? And it's gotten like a lot of praise and accolades there. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's a big deal for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. All right, well, uh, that's it for our discussion on Troll Hunter. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That's going to help other people find our show, and we always appreciate the feedback. If you want to join the discussion, you can find our social links on horrormovieclub.com, or you can shoot us an email at podcast.horrormovieclub.com. We're going to be announcing next week's movie on Facebook and Twitter in case you want to watch it before the next episode. We also have a Discord server where we're chatting with a few listeners and fellow horror fans. You can find that link on our website. We also have a Patreon page in case you want to support our show. You can find that at patreon.com slash horrormovieclub. Our logo is by Amy Mae Popart, so check her out on etsy.com where you can also find some of our merchandise. And until next time, if uh, you're thinking about making a road trip uh, in Norway or in Northern Europe, maybe avoid uh, having some Christian songs on your playlist uh, just so you don't drown any trolls. <laughs> well, uh, I'll have to set aside our love for Christian rock. Yeah, yeah. Creed was there, right? Yeah, yeah, they're Christian rock. Yeah, so I guess I can't listen to uh, that song higher, I guess. Yep, Jars of Clay. Classics. That Flood song. Which one? Flood. Oh, wow. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it.